He's got a beautiful backswing. Dad! Oh, he got all of that one. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Lay up with an iron into the hazard. Well, that wasn't quite what I meant, you know. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Colby Powell, Taylor Williams, Sam Humphreys with you as always. Head over to GolfOklahoma.org. Check it all out. Nobody covers golf in the state of Oklahoma better. GolfOklahoma.org. Thrilled to be partners with them. And make sure you follow us on social media. Twitter is at the 73rd Hole. Instagram is 73rd Hole. We do have some golf being played this week. And the tournament host guy by the name of Tiger Woods is on property. Tiger has been talking this week. He had the Golf Digest 30-minute interview that was released on Monday where he was sitting down in kind of his little, I don't know, putting lab or whatever you want to call it down there. Had the dog running around, squeaking the toy. Then yesterday he had the press conference at the Hero. He did another deal where he just talked about his foundation a lot. Uh, but the story right now is kind of Tiger making a reappearance. Uh, Tyler, what do you think of just kind of some of the highlights of what Tiger had to say the last two days? I mean, isn't it great, guys? I mean, we hadn't heard him speak since the Genesis before the accident. Now, all of a sudden, we've kind of had a week of Tiger overload in a sense, and it's been absolutely fantastic for me. It's just great to hear him talk. And I tell you what, guys, at least his voice sounds a lot better than it did, you know, when he was coming back from the back surgery. Y'all remember, I think it was the hero, what, four or five years ago, whenever when he said he may never play golf again. I mean, yeah. he just sounded so depressed and down, and I didn't get any vibes of that at any point. Who knows? He may just be happier in life. Who knows? But I think that it shows some good conviction that he is going to come back and recover. But like he kept saying, the main thing I got was that it's going to be a while before he comes back. Obviously, I'd be shocked if he plays the Masters. Someone asked him about St. Andrews. Um, we did a little thing a couple weeks ago or last week where he said he think he'd come back. That was when I picked that he would just kind of off of elimination. I think that would be a good pick. But, you know, we're kind of wanting to come back sooner than that, Sam. And I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean – the biggest takeaways for me from it was that he is planning on coming back. And I thought the biggest overall takeaway that he confirmed to the media was the amputation was on the table. This guy's not human. A year later, he's talking about coming back and playing the same schedule that kind of situation of picking your, picking your spots as Ben Hogan did. This guy has had one thing on his mind. Or, or a since Tiger that would call him. Wreck. Or a Tiger would call him Mr. Hogan. Mr. Hogan. Mr. Hogan. Respect exactly. the game. Respect, Respect the, game. the elder, Sam. Re- respectfully, yeah. Mr. Hogan. Respect the Lee elder. Rest in peace. And so right. hopefully we'll get to see Tiger at some point later this year. And I would be shocked, like I, like you know T Dub just said, if he played any any time before St. Andrews at this I, point. I have a little bit of beef with the way, like I saw some something come across the bottom line on the ticker or something. I saw a couple headlines that some news outlets were putting out just on social media and stuff. And some of the headlines are, that I'm seeing are just, they're taking everything Tiger said over the last two days. And I saw multiple headlines that, te- that said Tiger rules out ever playing a full tour schedule again. And I'm like, okay, that's really out of context. Like, Tiger, <laughs> he never played a that's, full schedule. That's what I was saying. He never <laughs> played a full schedule. No. He hasn't played a full schedule since... 2007? 07, I think. Did he play yeah. a full schedule in 13? I mean, it depends what you define it, as full yeah. schedule. Tiger's I mean, he never full pl- schedule. Tiger's full schedule wasn't a full schedule. Yeah, like Tiger basically it, said, I'm not going to be able to play a full schedule ever again. That's off the table. But I can play a limited number of events. I can pick my spots and try to peek at the right moments. And I'm like... Isn't that what we've been doing 
for a decade. And I understand right. it might get fewer and further between now. I, I think what he come might on. Have, what he might have been uh, kind of getting towards was he might not want to play two weeks in a row anymore. Right. And so, you know. Like or or he, like three out of four or a couple years ago toward the end of the year in 19. I think he played like six out of seven weeks or something when the playoffs rolled around. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if we'll see that ever again from no. Tiger Woods. But, you know. It's going to be interesting to see if he does get back healthy enough to play and say he plays in a major or two. Will once he's back the year after that, will we see him start to play the week before a major, or is his body even capable of walking that much? Or a couple weeks before a major, because really he's really never been a week before guy, right? But no, he's, never. He's often been a two weeks before exactly. guy. That's what I mean, right? You know what and I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing the event that he would normally right. play, right? Before like a major, Bay, like Bay Hill. You and, know what I mean? And he talked a lot about the endurance of that right leg and how he can go out and he can walk and he can hit some putts and he can hit a few balls, but there is no endurance in that right leg. Mm -hmm. And until he strengthens that up, I mean, let's keep in mind, walking rounds of golf is brutal. And it's not just Thursday through Sunday. These guys are out there Monday to Sunday. It's a seven-day ordeal to compete in a tour event. And yep. he... he I mean, he expressed the leg just isn't there. It's not oh right. no! I mean, that's that's one thing we talked about. It's a process. I mean, we've he's he said he could play par three courses and he could go chipping contest with Charlie at the PNC. I mean, I think that may be a viable option at this yeah. point. He doesn't even have to hit long shots, and that'd be really cool just to see him out and yeah. do that. And, and, and they can take carts. That is absolutely. Yeah. And he, he, he said did. he was four four years away from carts. Yeah. <laughs> and th that would be aside him pulling the old John Daly coming down the fairway. That would be legend status. Going back to your point, Colby, 20, 2013, he played. 19 events in 2020, or I'm sorry, 2012, he played 22 events. Okay. That's worldwide, and that is including two events each year past the Tour Championship. So, minus that by two each okay. year. So, so, I mean, yeah. he, he'll play less than that, but that is not a for full tour schedule right there anyway. I think, it, assuming he comes back to full health, I wouldn't foresee him playing more than 10 or 12 events in a year at any point ever again. Right. I, I don't think we're getting... Much it's just going to be interesting. To and see. that might even be aggressive. Right. And it's going to be interesting to see if he's able, you know, to to kind of get his game in tournament shape without playing in a, at that many tournaments. I mean, is he going to be a – I mean, say he gets – you know, makes the cut at the Masters but doesn't contend and then doesn't play again until the PGA, right? It's just going to be interesting to see if you can build on that tournament golf experience because – I don't care if you are Tiger Woods. It's going to take some time to get back in in tournament golf shape and have that focus and mental stability again. Well, you know, one thing that I hadn't really thought about until just now talking about not playing a full schedule, we probably never see, we'll probably never see Tiger at Eastlake again. And, you know, that's a course that he's loved and played, had a lot of great memories at. So that's something that, yeah. obviously, we, we've talked, he may never played golf again. He still may never play golf right. again, he, but still, that, that's, that's right an interesting way. pill to oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and hey, He thing, played there in 2019, though. Yeah. And, and what he said, he's like, you know, after the back surgeries and everything, he said, I had to get back to the mountaintop one more time. I had to do it for me. He's like, I, I did it. I don't feel that way this time. And I honestly, I thought he was very realistic. I thought he was very open, very honest, very realistic about what the future holds. He's like, I climbed that mountain. And he even said that whenever he started healing up a little bit, he said that he sat down with his family. I'm assuming that that's Erica and Charlie and Sam. And he wanted to talk to them and make sure that they were okay with him trying to come back and play on the tour again. He was like, I talked to my family about this to make sure that everybody was okay with me trying to do this because the the time, the energy, the emotional energy, all of it, it's going to be, I mean, even for him to play any tour events, 
it's going to take a lot of his time and a lot of effort and energy. And I just think that he was setting very realistic expectations for himself. Like, yes, I know I won the 2019 Masters. I know I won the Zozo. I'm in a different place physically. I will say that it's easy for him to say that right now while the, the leg is not back yet. Say the leg does get back. And you know Tiger's mentality. It's all systems go. In two years, is he still going? Are we going to look back and say, you know, he was just kind of being on the safe side because of that leg, but you know, he's back competing and at a very high level again. And to do that, he's going to have to, you know, put all of his effort into it. And I don't think that Tiger has a a, a B level of, you know, want to. No, he's going to go 100 miles an hour. There's no doubt about that. We just mentioned he's about to turn 46. He's got the most jacked upper body of 46 year old oh I've ever God. seen. <laughs> I mean, he clearly the leg was an issue. And once he got out of that three-month hospital bed, he's just been doing... Is it just what, me, or did Tiger, did Tiger look kind of big? He looked jacked. Oh, oh yeah. Like, not what, fat. Was like, it, no, swole. Was it yeah. today, or yesterday, or the day before interview, where he said his triceps got really big? Uh, I think that was two days ago with, with Henny. I think it's I Henny. Think, yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that, that was funny. Also, yeah. I loved the dog running around in the back of the interview he's like 60 seconds in and the dog comes screaming through the back of the shop <laughs> squeaking a toy like 100 miles an hour running behind him i'm like he's just a guy yeah he's just a guy with a massive house walking downstairs <laughs> in his house once he finally found his way down there in his putting lab that's like 5,000 square feet but the dog running behind him makes him seem like he's just a. I just wish someone would have asked him what he was doing during all the time off yeah yeah i mean he, he apparently kind of bench pressing Right? He kind of alluded to the fact that those first three months, he was in a hospital bed. Right. He said for a long time, he couldn't even get up to go to the bathroom. It was, so, I mean, you know, he's got nurses and stuff on staff, I'm sure, and all that stuff. But, I mean, for somebody like Tiger, who's been as active as he has throughout his life, you're in a hospital bed for three months in your house. That, man, that's brutal. To me, the way Tiger operates, I don't think we'll ever see the leg, the actual leg until he wins something or does something really good. Yeah. Well, and but, because then he'll be like, look at what I didn't even tell you guys. <laughs> oh, no. He, yeah, he's, he's just finessing this point. But think about this too, Colby. First of all, he had the back thing. So he's cooped up doing that. Then he comes back for a little bit. Then we have quarantine happen. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden we get back to some sort of normalcy. Then he about has to amputate his legs. So, I mean, this guy, if he doesn't have cabin fever by this point, I don't know who does. It's been a hell of a few years. It's been a hell of a few years uh, for everybody and, and for it, Tiger in and, particular. And one last thing, I know you mentioned the family stuff, but to get a little deeper in that, you know, Charlie is getting towards the age of, you know, playing a lot more. If he's trying to go to college to play golf, he's going to be playing a lot more tournaments during the summer, which will take Tiger away if he wants to be there and watch Charlie as well. So, even if he does get healthy, we might not see him, you know, play in some tournaments that he would have. How, how old is Charlie? Charlie will be 13 next year. That's – he's got to start playing AJGAs. In a second, yeah. I mean, at 13, they you have, you've had 13-year-olds win AJGAs or 14-year-olds. Right. He, does, he doesn't have to. He can get recruited. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I'm, okay, legit, I, I said this to my dad yesterday. Is there any doubt that he goes to Stanford, Charlie? Would you um, want to? I don't know. I think there's – I don't think that he's necessarily locked into Stanford because I don't either. then the pressure of living up to dad becomes that much greater. I can what see him wanting Charlie to go somewhere Woods else. To OU? That's what I said. Him, OU or OSU? I mean, legit, they're the two best programs in the country. If that you're the best, un- that would be unreal. If you're the best golfer, I want you. <laughs> that would be unreal. I would go to every tournament. I'm sure Ryan Hibble and Alan Bratton may be on the phone right now. We'd, we would need to have Charlie on the pod. I mean, I would go yeah. to every tournament. We, we would have to have Charlie on the pod. We could get a little father son duo on the pod. We'll add a couple mics in here. We'll get Charlie. Charlie and Tiger on together. We do have a good connection uh, at the PNC Father Son. 
Oh yeah, Major Ed. Major Ed. That's Major right. Ed. What that's a legend. Right. What a what a champ Major Ed is. Uh, we might need to give Major Ed that uh, that call. By the way, y'all know what Charlie's middle name is? Um, I Eldrick? do not. Axel. Axel. Power name Charlie Axel Woods. I've forgotten that. I knew that. At yeah, one twelve point. years old. Tiger actually talked a decent amount about Charlie, uh, especially in the interview on Monday for, for Golf Digest with Henny. He basically said. He's working a lot with Charlie and just trying to help him progress. He said that Charlie kind of went through a stretch there where he was making a lot of big numbers at these tournaments. He'd mess up making nine on a par five or something like that. And he said that one thing that he and Charlie had to have a conversation about was Charlie would get very upset. He would very much (laughs) let his temper get the best of him. And Tiger said he told Charlie, look, I I don't mind the passion. I don't mind the fire. But when you stand over the next shot, you better be 100% focused. If you're still thinking about what happened back there that you're mad about when you're standing over the next shot, now we've got a problem. Yeah. He's like, I don't mind you being mad if you hit one out of bounds, but when you step over the next one, that better be gone and you better be ready to hit the next one. And he said once Charlie figured that out, that he started playing a lot better golf. It's just... Do you think he got it? You don't know what you're talking about, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he got one of those. That would be so funny. Because it's like, we all, everyone, every son says that to their dad. But usually it's not in the profession they work, especially if they're the best to ever do it. Yeah, it's... And, but, and, and, Sam, have you ever told the hunt man something about radio or sports? You know, you don't know what you're talking not about. Not about radio, that's for sure. Not about Maybe on the golf course? I mean, the fact that I started beating the hunt man when I... Before I turned 10. How old were you the first time you beat him? I have no idea. Young. How I can't old? even... I was so young, I Tyler, can't remember. do you know how old you were the first time you beat Randy? Uh, probably around 11 or 12. 11 like or 12? That. Yeah, okay. something like that. I remember I had to Randy shoot... Like, better I had to dad. shoot... Like, I tried under par. I shot one under, I think, to beat him. He shot even. Oh, Randy's wow. a good player. Yeah. yeah. Randy, I mean, Randy used to be a great player, and Randy's still a good player. He'd yeah. be a great player if he had more hybrids. Shout out. I played <laughs> with him yesterday. He had the driver best. I've seen him hit in five years. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's yeah. coming back. Got Making a, a comeback. New technology, hitting bombs. Oh, dude. Y'all watch out. <laughs> hitting absolute bombs. Scr- he's a scramble master. Yeah, so... Recruit um, him now. Another thing Tiger talked about with Charlie, it's just... I mean, Charlie's got the best golf coach. Tiger said that he and Charlie will go out, and they'll just go drop balls in the fairway, and it's like... Uh, Tiger will ask him, okay, what are you doing here? Low, medium, or high? And he'll make Charlie call it. So Charlie will have to call medium. And he'll say, okay, medium trajectory. You hitting it straight? You playing a, a baby cut, a big fade, baby draw, big, big big hook? What are you playing here? And they'll just do all these shots and make Charlie shape all these different shots and call his shots. And that's just stuff that, I mean, a lot of guys aren't doing. That's just different. And I don't, I'm excited to see, obviously, we don't want to put a bunch of pressure on him and stuff, but Tiger no. talking about Charlie the way he talked about him, I'm like, man, Charlie is getting a master class in what it takes to master this game. Yeah. I mean, I think we're just going to see the fact that there's never going to be another Tiger Woods, and unfortunately, Charlie's always going to be compared to Tiger Woods. Right. I sure so hope that's he's just, not, but he that's will unfortunate. be. Yeah. I mean, he could have a great career and make the – Corn Ferry Tour and never make the PGA Tour and people would call it a bad career when that would be a great career for some people. Yeah, I mean, that's professional golf. Yeah. That's professional golf at a very high level. And then we'll be on the Charlie's Kids after that. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know, the lineage yeah. has not stopped yet. That, yeah. That's the key thing. The basically, bloodline exists. Basically, if Charlie doesn't win double-digit majors, then we're going to look at Charlie's <laughs> Kids and be like, well, it skipped a generation. This is yeah. the one. <laughs> this is the chosen one. We're waiting for the Messiah to come back. Waiting for the Messiah to come back. So, uh, great to hear from Tiger. Just having him back around the game of golf is also, I mean, again, he is the needle. 
He is the needle. So having him around the game uh, of golf is fantastic. Another thing that's fantastic is Ring Family Dentistry. They will get you taken care of. They treat families of all ages. They go out of their way to ensure all treatment is as comfortable as possible. Leading-edge technology delivering same-day crowns for more than 20 years. They've got implants, clear aligner orthodontics. They do it all. All decisions are made by the patient. Uh, both doctors Philip and Brennan Ring have a simple philosophy. Work with what you have. Save what they can. Replace what they can't. Some dentists can overtreat. It is their philosophy that patients in their office should only have done what they absolutely need. If they can't show why treatment is needed, they will not prescribe it. They explain their opinion, answer any questions, and ultimately leave all decisions to the patient. That's Ring Family Dentistry. Give them a Google. Ring Family Dentistry here in Oklahoma City. Uh, fellas, Hero World Challenge coming up this week. Field is loaded. It's a small field, as it normally is at the Hero, but it is a loaded field. Uh, JT, Morikawa, Rory, I mean, just the biggest names in the game of golf. Hovland is going to be down there, and they're playing in the Bahamas. We know how Victor Hovland likes to tee it up whenever he's outside the United States, so uh, I'm looking forward to this tournament. It's just kind of a a fun deal every year. You don't have to take it super serious, because it's not FedEx Cup points and all that stuff, but it is world ranking points. It's a small field, and it's just kind of fun. I've always said if you wanted to go watch these players play golf, the Hero World Challenge is the best place to go to watch these guys. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know with the COVID stuff now, but before all the COVID stuff, you could go, and there, it seems like there's five people behind every tee box, and it's the top you know, 30 players in the world. And so it's pretty impressive. Um, this week we have Justin Thomas that Data Golf has as the favorite at an 8.7% chance to win. Two right behind him is Victor Hovland at 8.3. And then really? they have DeChambeau at 7.9. Um, so those are your top three guys for the Hero World Challenge, uh, according to uh, Data Golf. Am I overreacting to what we saw at the match by heavy fading DeChambeau? Because I. I just feel like he's doing all of his weight and speed training and golf is secondary in the offseason. I think you're probably on the right track. I wouldn't consider DeChambeau. He might be a good course fit, but I I don't know if he's played. Like he even said, that was the first holes he's played since the long drive, right? Major fade in DeChambeau. In a 20-man field, I don't think he finished his top 10. I agree. I think you're probably right on that. It's some of the value that you can get on DraftKings this week, and we'll, we'll do our lineups on the other side, but like Spieth's 8,300. When you get loaded fields like this, Kepka's 6,800 this week on DraftKings. Um, it, it's just crazy how many guys are in this field and how much there, fun the hero is. There's one guy that Data Golf has really high up on their list that DraftKings does not. So, Wait around and see what that is. Okay, let's talk about that and much more. We're, we're going to dive into a bunch of stuff after the break, previewing the hero. Uh, might preview the courses I'm playing in Scottsdale the next couple of days. Should be a lot of fun. Weather's looking great. So we got a lot to dive into. Stay with us here on the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. When something the size of a golf ball hits your roof, you need to call McRae Roofing. McRae Roofing is Oklahoma's designer roofing service specialist. For years, Jeff McRae and the experienced team at McRae Roofing and Exteriors have served fellow Oklahomans by helping them with their roofing needs. McRae Roofing uses only top quality materials and professional crews to make sure that each job is done right so it will give you the years of service, security, and protection you need from the unpredictable Oklahoma weather. McRae Roofing offers residential and commercial roofing, ventilation services, and custom copper designs. McRae Roofing is dedicated to exceeding the homeowner's expectations. It's not just a roof, it is your home's crowning glory. Call McRae Roofing today at 405-692-4000. That's 405-692-4000. Make sure to also visit their website at McRaeRoofing.com. That's M-C-R-A-Y Roofing.com. 
Don't get caught with a leaking roof. Contact McRae Roofing for your free inspection today. Rolling along here on the 73rd hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. Glad everyone is with us. Headed to Scottsdale in the morning. Boys, never been to Arizona. I've flown through Phoenix, but I don't count flying through. If you fly yeah. through, I don't really count that no. as going somewhere. That surprises me. You've never been. Um, Seems like a guy that a loves bit. golf as much as you would have gone to one of the golf meccas of the U.S. You would think that I would have been to the Phoenix Scottsdale area before now, but you're going to love it'll it. It'll change I mean, in a week. By the way, right? it seems like we've been living in Scottsdale this week. I mean, yeah, how about this weather great. in December? I was like, when we planned this trip, we were like, oh, this is going to be great. We're going to go down to 75 degree weather. Le- leave all the 40 degree yeah. mess, nastiness at home. And the next three days, or the next two days in Oklahoma are perfect. 78, 79. High on Saturday is only 57. But then Sunday is 71 degrees again. So We deserved a good winter. A nice, you know, calm winter after last winter. No doubt. No, yeah, that was vicious. Yeah, y'all going to play golf the next couple days? Wins 10 to 15. <laughs> No. Probably play. I'll play, I'll play this weekend. When I say y'all, I was asking Taylor. I knew, I knew you weren't playing, Sam. How'd you play yesterday, by the way? I didn't play that, but you know how it goes. You know, you hit good shots, you hit bad shots. I actually putted fairly decent. Yep. So, how's, how's the course? Greens are really good. Yep. Really Chick- good. Chick Shake Country Club? Something like that. Golf Club Chick Shake. The name changes somewhat regularly, but it's a good track. Do you guys say global warming's real? <laughs> what? <laughs> Because, I mean, it's December and it's almost 80 degrees. <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. I mean, kind of, I guess. I mean, yes, but that was a random question. <laughs> I was just thinking Depends about it. Depends how you define it, I guess. Right. I, I'm too dumb to understand all that stuff. But <laughs> um, officially, like, if you go back millions of years, the world was, like, way hotter than it is now. But over the last thousands of years, it's increased. So it kind of depends on what time frame you're going off of. So it's increased from being hot? No, it was hot and then it got cold and oh. now it's hot again. Oh, I gotcha. And, yeah. and kind of... More up and down, like it's more kind of like a stock line kind of thing. Perfect. Yeah. Well, if so. this is global warming, then I'm all for it. <laughs> You're pro. Yeah. yeah. You're pro. We're it just is, the right space enough from the equator. It's it perfect. is very nice out. Uh, yeah. Scottsdale is going to be 83, 80, 79, 79. All sun, no clouds. No, oh, it'll be perfect. No wind. Do bring a hoodie for the nighttime in the desert. Yes. Yeah. It's going to get chilly at night. We're yep. we're fully prepared for that. Isn't Perfect. that so weird? Like it's hot during the day, then just so like the temperature changes so drastically. I mean, it kind of does that here, but not that much. Not as steeply as it does in the desert. Uh, only yeah. if it's like a cold front, you know. Right. So I guess it's right. kind of like that. Which a cold front every single night. That's pretty weird. Yeah. So Phoenix and Scottsdale so, area is one of my favorite. Places. Let me ask you: Have you played Weekapaw? I've never played Weekapaw. I believe that's I where we're playing tomorrow, and they're playing Greyhawk Friday. Doug Tool, I think, has the uh, course record at Weekapaw. Really. Do you know what it is? I think Just, it was in the 50s. Okay. Oh, God. I'm not going to make so, it. Go, I mean, on the front nine, you might. I, I could quit after go. 13 or 14. Call it good. <laughs> no. Have you played desert golf before? I know you've never nope. been in Arizona. You said week upon where else? Uh, we're playing the Raptor course at Greyhawk oh, on perfect. Friday. Yeah. You'll love it. So, it's where the national championships were last year and the next two years. So, that'll be a nice reference point whenever I watch it this spring. There you go. If whenever you, if you hit it into the desert, you have to weigh the risk-reward on if you want to damage your club. If I hit it into the desert, I'm going to do what? Cactuses. Was it, it Bojan who got on his knees underneath the little <laughs> the little dead tree and yeah. hacked it back out into I, the fairway? I will say, comparative to, to like TPC uh, Scottsdale, the Raptor course at Greyhawk, if you hit it in the desert, your 
odds go way down of be actually being able to hit it because they have a bunch of like cactus bushes and stuff like that. I remember quite a bit from the national championships that it's like you don't want like you can maybe find it and hit it in the yeah, desert, but but it's eh. not like at TPC uh, Scottsdale. You know, there's a bunch of open area and it's just kind of dirt. You know, it's yeah. a totally different at Greyhawk. So don't. I mean, uh, if you hit it into the desert, you're probably just going to want to. You know, whether. However you're playing, either drop it up there or hit another one. You should wear slacks, Cole, because if you get into the cactuses, you don't want it on <laughs> the your... cacti. Cacti, yes. Cactuses, cacti, yeah. You don't want the little prinkles going in your shins. Yeah, but then I'm going to look like... What do you like, call those? I'm going to be called guy. stickers. Stickers with the needles. I mean, it depends yeah. what... There's a bunch of different ones. You got the little burrs. Those are the... Yeah, the burrs. Because there's yeah. like 10,000 of them. Yeah. yeah, those are the worst. When they get all in your uh, shoelaces and your socks. That's the Karsten yeah. Creek yeah. special. Right oh, there. big time. Oh, yeah. uh, looking for balls at Carson Creek is a dangerous game. Boy, yeah. <laughs> Today, there's some wildlife out there, there. By the way, watch out for the coyotes out at uh, Greyhawk. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do they make a like portable rattlesnake or snake purifier thing to, if you what? get bit? I have like, no idea. Like, so, like, if you're out on the eighth hole at Carson or seventh hole and you get bit by a rattlesnake, I mean, you're not you don't have that much time to really somewhere you like know is there what a mean? spray could, that you can like spray on it and it kind of kills it yeah or maybe like I, no a, idea. I don't know maybe like a you know a shot the or key, something like that the I don't key, know. there should be knock on wood and and luckily i've i don't play golf anymore so i won't have a problem with this <laughs> you gave up the game <laughs> but you got such a long commute that's the, what that's the problem <laughs> the key is boys when you go look for a ball in the high weeds right you bring a 56 degree and the fact that you're prepared to hit a snake will make it so that you'll never see one. I've, knock on wood, never seen a snake while looking for a golf ball. I was at Golf Club of Edmond last summer, summer 2020. I was on the second hole. Yep. I hooked my tee shot over there, but it was one of those where I'm like, you might be able to find it, you might not. There's that creek that runs all up the left. Also, just left of that creek, there's like 10 more feet over there that's inbound. What hole is this again? Number two. Okay. At, at Golf Club of Edmond. And so I go over there, and it's not that wide of a creek, so I'm thinking about just like hopping over it and seeing if it's right there because it was kind of right on the line. And I go, you know whenever you're going to hop over something, you put your last step down, and then you like kind of leap? Yep. Mm. I walked forward, and I lifted my foot up, and I went to put my last step down. Oh, if oh, I would have put it down, I would have stepped on a snake. I backpedaled so fast. Oh my I, God. It my was, palms are sweating just hearing the yeah. story. It was, I mean, I'm talking. What hole was it on? Number two. Number two. Number two it got. Yep. The next shot that I hit, I, I just, I dropped one like 20 feet away and hit. My heart was racing so fast. I had Ugh. no, I had no feeling in my hands. My hand, I think I chunked it like 20 yards of the five iron. I, think I, snakes, I just it, totally laid the thought over it. Snakes got to be my biggest fear. Oh, it's it's definitely up there, heights and all that. Because the number one thing yeah. when you get super scared like that is like, because you can't feel it. So like the number one subconscious thing is don't shank it. So then you do everything to not shank it. And then you, so then you fat tow it or you do whatever. Well, and, and the way you're hitting that green, I mean, I scooted away from the creek some, but then I dropped the ball and I still had to hit with my back to the snake. And, you know, one of my buddies was right there kind of watching it for me. But still, even just hitting with my back to the snake that I almost stepped on, I, I had no chance of making contact with I would with hit left-handed. I had no chance of making contact with that ball. It was a disaster. <laughs> Snake, because, like, I've been to Canada. I've been to Colorado a whole bunch. Uh, like, bears, I don't have any kind of fear of bears because I can see a bear coming. Snakes hide, man. You step on a snake and you can get bit by a snake without ever seeing it. I've never seen a bear in real life. I, I've just never been in a place where they are. We saw bears oh. in Canada. It was awesome. I mean, obviously the zoo or something like that. But yeah. 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 Well, no, we, that, we saw them there, but we saw bears in the wild, too. Oh, really? Yeah. They were, we, what we kind were, of bear? Black bear. It was a mom and two cubs. 
What what is it from the office? They debate what two bears are the best. Uh, They they don't actually debate. Just says question. What kind of bear is best? False. Black bear. (laughs) Done. Okay. Here's a question. Would a black bear or a grizzly bear? Just just a. We'll go grizzly bear or uh, let's let's go gorilla. Oh, in a fight. Oh, gorilla. That's a good question. Gorilla. You sure? Mary gorilla. I mean, gorillas have thumbs, so that helps. Because they use weapons, maybe. More I think the bear would dominate. The grizzly, I mean... Yeah, let's see here. The grizzly's got the... Well, the did you say the, black the bear the or grizzly bear? Or both? We'll, we'll go grizzly bear versus... We're talking, uh, we're talking a big male grizzly bear and a silverback gorilla. Yep. That's a great question. Grizzly I'm going bear, bear versus gorilla. This is actually fairly common. Now, are we are we just saying, like, in a fist fight, or can the gorilla pick stuff up? This is actually a fairly common topic, no, I think. I who, think we'll have an who answer. Who dies first? Who dies first? <laughs> so that's who wins in a fight. I think the gorilla might pick up a weapon. And and, and, and more the no, no weapons. It's a cage match. No weapons. Yeah, cage match. No weapons. I think I'm going grizzly. Man. Okay. So size, we got 485 pounds on the gorilla and the uh, 800 pounds for grizzly bear. <laughs> so that's so we got a uh, weight advantage there. Here's one thing: gorillas can live up to 40 years, maybe even older, and grizzly bears only uh, go up to 2025. 20, so the uh, gorilla has a little bit more life expectancy there. So might yeah, have, but we're talking in their prime. Both in their prime. Yeah. So this is a Tiger versus Jack. This 2000 Jack versus uh, 75, or uh, 2000 Tiger versus 75 Jack. The Golden Bear versus um, the Golden Tiger. Yeah. Would a Golden Bear or a Tiger win? That's a good question. What is a Golden Bear? I've never seen Look one in a while. Look up Bear versus Tiger. Man, y'all got me doing too many things. Here. We, we I'm trying to, to I gotta figure out. Y'all, y'all, y'all both got computers. Do some damn research yourself. <laughs> I mean, the Grizzly's so much bigger. I don't actually want to research it because I don't want an answer. I just find the co- the conversation fascinating. All right, what, what do you mean you don't want to know the answer? How is this so, Colby, you're going, <laughs> There is no answer. We're just we're speculating. There is to an answer. You're There's going an answer bear to every over question. gorilla. Would you go gorilla over tiger? Uh, good question. Tiger's going to be fast, quick. It depends. Is it Mike Tyson's tiger? That one seems pretty <laughs> friendly. But the, uh, the gorilla is so, like, a big silverback is so strong. So, like, it's, it's straight muscle. And, and one thing we got to think about, too, like, who would win if they're both trying to protect their family? You know, because that's Ooh, when they're at question. their worst, you know? Because I think question. the gorilla is going to have, you know, <laughs> massive anger issues, you know, and it's going to go nuts. But that, that bear is a lethal machine. Grizzly's pretty gnarly. This goes back to the Mike Leach mascot debate. The bear, cow. It does go back to the Mike Leach mascot debate. Here's a question. What wins, a football team or an eagle? Because I, che- I checked the standings, and the Eagles are in third in the NFC East. I, I looked at your hat, and it made me think of it. You, I can't believe the football team won this week. Right? Football teams half came up on the Eagles because they've already had their bye, so lost call. unbelievable. Uh, can you name me how many teeth a uh, polar bear has? How many teeth for a polar bear? Good question. Let's go. I'm thinking probably 30 on top, 30 on bottom. Give me 60 teeth for a polar bear. It's 42 teeth for the polar bear, and the Serbian tiger – has 30 teeth, so he has a 12-tooth advantage if you're going with the bear. Um, it says here, the predatory instincts Plus for Plus 12 bear, and teeth gained? Right. The, the predatory instincts for the bear versus the tiger, uh, it would be ambush uh, below ice. Oh, this is just polar bears. Ambush below ice, walk down less... Uh, mobile prey on land, and then the tiger, uh, he would stalk and ambush the prey uh, from their blind spot and kill with a powerful bite to the neck or throat. So, if the tiger was tall enough to bite 
the bear's neck, I would go with the tiger because the tiger is always underrated when talking uh, about. Here's my question: But in a cage bears. match, you can't use the stealth. Are they fighting on ice or are they fighting on on dirt? Polar the, bear has an advantage. The, the on ice. Who has the home field advantage? It's used to being on ice. Who has the home field? Who has the home course advantage? <laughs> Here's a good question: Why are, how, is there any major? How sports, big are the gloves? <laughs> is there any major sports team that the mascot's a polar bear? No. I, I feel like that'd be a cool mascot. That would be a why. cool mascot. Why is no one the polar bears? Why is some like up north like super cold team? Why is some Canadian NHL team not the polar bears? Maybe Coca Cola owns it. The Ottawa Polar Bears. There's got to be a. You're right, Sam. There's got to be some sort of trademark copyright. The thing, Saskatchewan Polar Bears. That sounds great. <laughs> the Edmonton Polar Bears. I love it. Oh, this the gives Greenland a, Polar Bears. Th- this gives. All right. This gives uh, thing by thing. So it, it's polar bear versus Serbian tiger. What we're talking <laughs> about right now. So. Um, <laughs> And then as, after this, we'll do DraftKings. As far as their size, the advantage is to the polar bear. Uh, as far as speed goes, it goes to the Serbian tiger. The bite force actually surprisingly goes to the polar bear, not really? the Serbian tiger. Oh, yes. You got to hard to clamp down on those fish. Yeah, as the polar swimming? bear can actually deliver over a twelve hundred psi per bite. That's uh, some serious psi. That is so as far metric. as the teeth go, but that's the force of the bite. As far as the teeth go, the Serbian tiger uh, actually has longer teeth, uh, measuring at 2.5 to 3 inches long, which is insane to think about. Now, is the uh, most important metric strokes gain teeth or strokes gain size? Is it strokes gain force or strokes gain teeth? I don't know. Oh, we, don't, we don't have the answer. I don't know. We don't have the technology. We don't have the technology. Let uh, us know, listeners. The claws, surprisingly, go to the tiger. Yeah. Interesting. Because they can expand those puppies. Boom. Right. Right. And then Grab you. the stamina goes to the polar bear. The predatory instincts goes to the polar bear. So the final tally, if you were counting it up at home, is polar bear four, uh, Serbian tiger three. But, you know, if the Serbian tiger plays, you know, another decade, he might be able to catch up to the polar bear. I mean, it is just totally landscape is (laughs) is totally the deciding factor here. It's basically two even match teams, and Vegas will will move the point spread by about 10 points. I will take Harris English with remarkable value at 6,200 this week. It's just... I mean, there's no good way to transition from polar bears and tigers to the hero <laughs> world challenge. I think there that? was. I think you nailed it. <laughs> Harris English, 6,200 value. 6,200 for Harris English? That is pretty good Are deal. Are you kidding me? Harris English. They're practically giving him one. You know Harris what's English better? the best golf of his life. You know what's better better than 6,200 for Harris Don't English? Don't say 6,100 for Justin Rose. It's 6,600 for Matty Fitz. So Matty that's Fitz. where I'm going. Okay. Skill. Man, it's just crazy the amount of players you can get for less than 7,000. Who wins? Week. Polar bear, Serbian tiger, Mr. Skill. Oh, there's no doubt. It's it's uh, well, we know who's DFL in that aspect. Matty right. Fitz, leave the flag in, run around it, tire the bear out. Yeah. So then you're going back to uh, freaking uh, thought process there. I don't. I don't know. I'm so far off the rails. Who's your cheapest option? Sixty-seven hundred. Give me Webb Simpson. Been playing pretty good. Um. So my computer's not loading. So that was my pick to win. Uh, the RSM when Gooch won. Then it, oh yeah, that that worked out for you. Way to go against uh, my pick there. What well, was top ten? I think that week. Um. Then so my next pick seven thousand has a really good record here. Has gained. Uh. Let me see here. Two point oh eight strokes gained in eight rounds here. Tony Fee now where he be now. Well, by, by the way, it's a very limited field. Might be some overlap in our picks this week. Maybe, but uh, he just skipped over one of the obvious picks this week. I mean, it's Brooks Kepka at sixty eight hundred. I thought about it. Is it obvious though? Because the last time he went to a beach. Golf was not remotely on the forefront of his mind. All right. Well, golf was on the forefront of his mind in Vegas, and we got to see him beat the absolute brakes off of Bryson DeChambeau. And so at 6,800, I'm taking Bryson. Would you rather play Albany or go to the beach with Jenna? That's kind of the, the question. I'd, I'd rather play Albany. So I'd, 
Yeah, I mean, I how are you expecting me to answer that question? I'll take the beach. It's it's definitely a trap <laughs> question. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take the beach. Um, uh, seven thousand. You asked Tony Finau where he'd be now. He'd be in my DraftKings lineup. That's seven thousand. Because it's good value. I mean, it has to be. It's great value for Tony Finau, and he's a winner now. He figured out how to win. So against Cam Smith, he might never you. he might never stop winning. I mean, once you open the door, that's all she wrote. Uh, Tony Finau, seven thousand. How about Scotty Scheffler, seventy eight hundred? How about some value on Scotty? Love it. Well, I am going to go with uh, Daniel Berger at 7,200. And this was the one I was teasing before the break. Uh, he's in seventh uh, place as far as how um, his percentages to win the tournament uh, on Data Golf. And DraftKings has him at 7,200. So DraftKings is devaluing Daniel Berger, but Data Golf, who, you know, Goes based off the analytics and based off course history, uh, likes Daniel Berger this week. He's actually ahead of guys like Spieth, Scheffler, Shoffley, Simpson, Answer. Um, so it's pretty interesting. 7,500, give me Sam Burns. I think it's great value. I think he's figured something out and is going to keep it rolling. I think it's really good value. And so then go up. You already stole my pick, Kobe. 7,800, give me Scotty Scheffler. Overlap. He's going to get it done at some point. Overlap. He's got to get it done at some point. Who was your other one before, Scotty? Um, Sam Burns. Sam Burns, okay. Little bit of overlap. Uh, I'm going 8,700 now. I'm going Xander Shoffley, one of the most consistent guys on tour. I think that him at 8,700 might be the one of the better values of this DraftKings as well. Yeah, I think we might have some mega overlap with Xander just throughout all of DraftKings. A lot of people are going to be taking Xander at 8,700 because mm-hmm. when do you get Xander at 8,700? Never. Almost yep. never. So I'll take Xander at 8,700. Then my next pick, you know, this tournament is being played outside of the United States in the Caribbean. There is one particular guy. Lives here in the state, plays college golf here in the state, who mm-hmm. plays his best golf outside the states in the Caribbean. Take Victor Hovland at 9,900. If he's going to win, he's going to do it in the Caribbean. Tee it I, up, let I it fly. Couldn't agree more. Victor Hovland, tee it up. That was easy. But, yeah, nice transition there. Give me 10,200. Give me JT. I think he, I think he is probably the winner this week if I had to pick Dad on it. golf's favorite. And, and Tiger's tournament. Did Tiger come out and say that him and JT are like brothers? I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Him he, say said, he said the Thomases in the woods are family. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then another guy, I don't think he's going to get it done, but I think he's motivated. We saw him go full Hulk mold in Dubai. Give me Rory. 10-8. Most expensive, but I had the value because you can pick great players at such low value, so I went top Tito, heavy. I like the way you're thinking. My winner of the tournament, Rory McIlroy. Okay. I would like to see it. I would like to see it. I like Rory a lot. I just, he's just one of my favorite guys on the tour. How can you not like Rory? Especially after how – well, you've got to be gotten, mad when you lose. He's I mean, gotten nothing out of some good play lately, and so I think he's just about to burst onto the scene in 2022. We talked about the Ryder Cup and everything that happened there. Obviously, wasn't his best play, but it wasn't all his fault either. Um, and then – you know, after that, like we saw last week, and I just think that his game is trending in the right direction. You know, when I look at Rory McIlroy's stats on, you know, looking from like the middle of last year to now, um, it's trending in an extremely good way for him. I mean, if you look at the last time um, he teed it up on the PGA Tour, it was at the CJ Cup, and, you know, it was gaining around seven shots on the field. And, um, you know, if we go back to the middle of last year at, at the, you know, peak of his slump when he played in the Dubai duty free classic he was you know losing shots on the field and hasn't and he's only lost strokes uh to the field one time uh since the world world golf championship in 2021 so I'm, the duty free open what do they, they have against duty you know i think it's i think it's a fair name, Never, it's a fair name. nevertheless i think are, that, are they gonna be playing the duty free open on the dp world tour now it's a good question sure i'm sure you want to 
dish over the cash the line now. World duty free. <laughs> Is it my turn? Is it? I think Rory may win the Masters. I'll just say that. JT, 10200 I like it's it. It's my most expensive. Didn't fit Rory in there at 10-8. Yeah, Rory's going to win the Masters, really. I, I'm picking him as well. And, I mean, obviously, as far as right now. I mean, I'll see form. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, if we did a... Our, when we do if our I 2022 preview, right now, I think I'm picking him. Yeah, especially with the value you might get him. Because we'll pick you know, two if you're for betting the guy, and we'll pick two for the one and done that week. One and we're a month away from the one and done. By the way, one and done starts up in Maui, so we're about a month away from that. Um, and then we'll have the Masters, and we pick two for the one and done at the Masters. So it's easy to save Rory for that. Probably run out Rory and Tiger. Call it a day. <laughs> I will say I, I'm not using Tiger unless it's like. Like, obviously, seeing that he has some form. I'll stick with Bay Hill as my return date because I, I'm still a little suspect that Tiger Woods is actually human. But from what he talked about this week, my timeline seems a little aggressive. I mean, it's kind of seemed aggressive all along anyways, but just hearing how much strength he has left to build up in that right leg before he can really compete, I definitely a bit of an aggressive timeline. You've just been an optimistic fan, Colby. I will say, though, he also said that he has been frustrated with how long it's taken him to get back. He expected to be back sooner, which, number one, <laughs> not a human being. to say and, after hearing yeah, amputation yes. from the doctor. Totally delusional Tiger Woods. One of the reasons he's the greatest of all time. <laughs> um, so, you know, he's hampering expectations, but you know deep down in his heart of hearts, he wants to spend the next two months strengthening, 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 and then he wants to get his golf game ready for Augusta. He wants to play that tournament. Now, body might not let him. It just might not, but he wants to. Look, there's not only the walking factor, and Southern Hills would be by far the hardest walk of any course he could walk. Oh, Augusta. Yeah, I mean. Augusta and and Southern both, yeah. Yeah, they're very similar as far as walking and up and down hills and stuff like that. Um, But like we saw in that video, he wasn't putting a whole lot of pressure on that right leg. I'm really interested to see how his game is once he doesn't hit it that far anymore, will he be able to transition his game and just become kind of a, you know, placement golfer, hit it straight and kind of put it in play and, you know, get the ball in the hole type guy. You know, one thing that he mentioned was that uh, he was, he came back from the leg. One guy asked him how long it took him to come back. And he said that it took him longer than he thought, or he came back sooner than the doctors told him to. So that's one thing that we may have to worry about. Is he going to come back too soon? Trying to be aggressive because I get the same feelings, Kobe, that he wants to play at Augusta. I don't think there's any doubt about it. Yeah. And another thing that he said is that for the swelling in his leg, he was having to take tons of ice ice baths, three to four a day, ice baths. And he said that sometimes that would get very difficult because he would get in the ice bath and then his back would seize up because it's just, I mean, what do you do? This it's, it's a domino effect. One thing's hurt. Another thing's hurt. You got treatment here. It messes you up here and then you got to do more treatment and it's just, it's a mess. But, um, yeah, three to four ice baths a day. Y'all ever taken an ice bath? No. Yes. I've taken a cold bath, not an ice bath. I've taken one ice bath. Oh, it's the worst. I don't ever need to take a second one. Sounds so like- much respect for professional athletes <laughs> that hop in those things every day. No clue how they do that. No. No. Your body just comes numb at that point. Is, I mean, I guess maybe you'd get used to it if, if you're a football guy and you just, that's what you do. You just hop in the ice bath. I guess maybe you get used to it. I don't know how you could ever get used to that. Cause I don't even so- like getting in a cold swimming pool, getting below the belly button. <laughs> I always do kind of like the tippy toe, like, oh, 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 all right, all right, we're in. We went from four ice baths a day to 72 degree swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, all right, last thing before we get out of here, because I think that OU will have a new head coach before we're back on together. Maybe. Guesses? If it lasts more than a week, it's Luke Fickle. Guesses? 
I think it's Venables. I hope it is. You think it's Venables? I, 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 Venables it, is my guess. It may be Beamer, Shane Beamer, and I would. I, there's a lot of people who would like that, and people say that him and Caleb were really close, so that would help. But it, I, I think it, Venables would definitely speed the timeline up. Could be the Georgia DC as well. That would also slow the timeline way down. What's uh, well, his name n- not necessarily. Blaming. Yeah, I mean, he could still be coaching for them, but he could still say that he was being our that's coach. That's true. You know, that's, that's what Mike Stoops did at the right. 2003. You know, when he went to Arizona. Right. Yeah. Okay, so we got so you, but you think it's going to be Venables? Tiger. I'm I'm probably seventy five percent Venables, twenty five Beamer. If I, I think it's going to be Venables, right? If I had to bet on it, I'd go Venables as well. And the thing I would love Luke Fickle, but he's a Catholic guy from Ohio, and even in an interview before he said, you know, the only two jobs he would leave Cincinnati for are Ohio State and Notre Dame. Yeah. So conveniently, Brian Kelly leaves right when Luke Fickle could take that job. What's a worse backstab? What Lincoln Riley did, taking all the coaches and recruits, or Lincoln Ryan Kelly Riley. bailing out when the team actually has a chance to still go to the playoffs? I have a conspiracy both, theory both that Notre yeah. <laughs> I, I have a conspiracy theory that September. Notre Dame wanted Brian Kelly gone this year to hire Luke Fickle. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. There's some word Notre Dame may like their defensive coordinator. I almost feel bad for Cincinnati because it's like these other jobs USC was filling and all this, and there were no Brian Kelly rumors, and then Brian Kelly leaves, and now Cincinnati's like, oh, no, we thought Fickle was going to stay, and now he's going to leave. You know what Cincinnati's got, don't you? They've got themselves a Fickle pickle. <laughs> <laughs> Is OSU going to beat Baylor? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. How many? Look, look, here's the deal. is OSU's about to make the national title game. They should make the national title game. Because they have a better defense. How do you conclude that? They have because I think they're going to get to the playoff and lose. That against they're going to be able to play Michigan, and they're better than Michigan. I think that'd be a good game. I think they're, they're going to jump I, up to three. I think they're going to have to play yeah, Georgia. They'll be a, no, they'll be ahead of Cincinnati. Maybe if they're ahead of Cincinnati, then I, they'd play a great I, game. That's against why they Michigan. need to blow the brakes off Baylor and then get that three spot. My only play con- Michigan. If they are able to play Michigan, they will make the national title game. My only concern against Baylor is the Bedlam hangover. It's my only concern. OSU is a lot better team. OSU lost the turnover battle by three in Stillwater and beat them by ten. Yeah. Well, right. you have to watch out, Colby. Your coach may be halfway out or all the way out the door like ours was because uh, <laughs> OSU was a lot better team than Baylor was down in Waco, and we saw that transpired. You, you, you never know. I don't think so. They were. so, so you so, just so. never know. All right. All right. Everybody have fun. Uh, we'll be back, I believe, Tuesday of next week. Recap yeah. the hero, talk the, some golf, oh, do the, some drafts. Uh, the Hump Man. That's next week. Huntman National? Huntman National. Huntman oh, National. Yeah, National. We're going to piece it together next week. We're going to have a lot of fun. Appreciate everyone joining us. Everybody have a great long week, great weekend. And thanks for listening to the 73rd Hole, the official podcast of Golf Oklahoma. <laughs>